calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. conductor of the story train. I am the one that wears a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. One whistle. We're on our way. I wonder where Story Train will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short Rainbow Tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. It's a magnificent town with many beautiful buildings and bustling shops. The cobbled streets are so charming. How wonderful that we get to visit this stunning place together to learn a valuable lesson from a timeless tale. Today's story is called The Emperor's New Clothes. Many years ago, there was an emperor who was so fond of new clothes that he spent all his money on them. He cared nothing about his soldiers, nor for the theater, nor for driving in the woods, except for the sake of showing off his new clothes. He had a different costume for every hour in the day. And whenever people asked where he was, no one would ever say, the emperor is in his council chamber working. Oh no, the response was always, the emperor is in his dressing room. Life was very exciting in the great town where the emperor lived. Hosts of strangers came to visit it every day. One day, two swindlers arrived in the town. Do you know what a swindler is? 
A swindler is someone who uses deception to trick other people into giving them money or possessions. These swindlers went around telling everyone that they were weavers and said that they knew how to weave the most beautiful clothing imaginable. Not only were the colors and patterns exceptionally fine, they said, but the clothes they made had a magical quality. They said that the magic clothes they wove would become invisible to every person who was not worthy of the office he or she held, or if they were impossibly dull. Well, as in all towns, news traveled fast. The emperor soon heard about the new weavers and thought, Those must be splendid clothes. By wearing them, I will be able to discover which people in my kingdom are not worthy for their posts. If they can't see the clothes, then poof! I'll know that they should no longer have their role in the town. I shall distinguish the wise men from the fools. Yes, I certainly must order some of these magic clothes to be woven for me. With that, the emperor paid the two swindlers a lot of money in advance so that they would begin their work at once. They put up two looms and pretended to weave, but they had nothing whatever on their shuttles. At the beginning of their work, the weavers had asked for a quantity of the finest silk and the purest gold thread, all of which they stuffed into their own bags while they worked away at the empty looms far into the night. Hmm, I should like to know how those weavers are getting on with my clothes, thought the emperor. But he felt a little odd when he reflected that anyone who was stupid or unfit for his post would not be able to see the clothing. He certainly didn't think that he had anything to worry about. But just in case, the emperor decided to send somebody else first to see how the weavers were getting on. Everybody in the town knew what wonderful power the magic clothes possessed, and everyone was anxious to see how foolish the other people in the town were. Ah, I will send my faithful old minister to the weavers, thought the emperor. He will be best able to see how the stuff looks, for he is a clever man and no one fulfills his duties better than he does. So, the good old minister went into the room where the two swindlers sat working at the empty loom. Heaven preserve us, thought the old minister, opening his eyes very wide. Why, I can't see a thing! But of course he didn't say so, for he knew that if he did he would lose his post! Both of the swindlers begged him to step a little nearer and asked if he did not think the clothing had a good pattern and beautiful coloring. They pointed to the empty loom and the poor old minister stared as hard as he could, but he could not see anything, for of course there was nothing to see. Good heavens, thought he, is it possible that I am a fool? I have never thought so, and nobody must know it. Am I not fit for my post? Oh, it will never do to say that I cannot see the clothing. Well, sir, you don't say anything about our work, said the one swindler who was pretending to weave. Oh, oh, it is beautiful, quite charming, said the old minister, looking through his spectacles. Oh, this pattern and these colors. I will certainly tell the emperor that the clothing pleases me very much. We are delighted to hear you say so, said the swindlers, and then they named all the colors and described the peculiar pattern. 
The old minister paid great attention to what they said, so as to be able to repeat it exactly when he got home to the emperor. Then the swindlers went on to demand more money, more silk, and more gold, to be able to proceed with the weaving. But they put it all into their own pockets. Not a single strand was ever put into the loom. But they went on as before, weaving and weaving at the empty loom. The emperor soon sent another faithful official to see how the clothing order was coming along, and to find out if it would soon be ready. The same thing happened to him as to the minister. He looked and looked and looked, but as there was only the empty loom, he could see nothing at all. Is this not a beautiful piece of clothing, said both swindlers, showing and explaining the beautiful pattern and colors which were not there to be seen. Huh, I know I'm not a fool, thought the man, so it must be that I am unfit for my good post. It is very strange, though. Hmm. However, I must not let it appear like I can't see the clothing. So he too praised the garments he did not see, and assured them of his delight in the beautiful colors and the originality of the design. Well, it's absolutely charming, he reported to the emperor. Everybody in the town is excited to see your new magic clothes. Now the emperor thought that he would like to see his outfit while it was still on the loom as well. So accompanied by a number of selected courtiers, among whom were the two faithful officials who had already seen the imaginary clothing, the emperor went to visit the crafty impostors, who were working away as hard as ever at the empty loom. It is magnificent, said both the officials. Only see, your majesty, what a design, what colors! And they pointed to the empty loom, for they thought there was no doubt that the others could see the clothing. What? thought the emperor. I see nothing at all? This is terrible. Am I a fool? Am I not fit to be the emperor? Why, nothing worse could happen to me. But aloud, the emperor exclaimed, Oh, it is beautiful. It has my highest approval. And he nodded his satisfaction as he gazed at the empty loom. Of course, he was too proud to say that he could not see anything at all. The emperor gazed and gazed and gazed, but he saw nothing more than all the others. However, they all exclaimed with his majesty, Oh, it is very, very beautiful! And they advised him to wear a suit made of this wonderful cloth on the occasion of a great procession which was just about to take place. Oh, it is too magnificent, gorgeous, excellent, went from mouth to mouth. They were all equally delighted with it. The emperor gave each of the swindlers an order of knighthood on the spot to be worn in their buttonholes and bestowed upon them the title of gentlemen weavers. The swindlers sat up the whole night before the day on which the procession was to take place, burning 16 full candles so that people could see how anxious they were to get the emperor's new clothes ready in time. They pretended to take the clothing off the loom. They cut it out in the air with a huge pair of scissors, and they stitched away with needles without any thread in them. At last they said, Now the emperor's new clothes are ready. The emperor, with his grandest courtiers, went to them himself, and both the swindlers raised one arm in the air, as if they were holding something, and said, See, these are the trousers, this is the coat, here is the mantle, and so on 
Oh, it is as light as a spider's web. One might think one had nothing on, but that is the very beauty of it, the finery of it. Yes, said all the courtiers, but they could not see anything, for there was nothing to see. Will your imperial majesty be graciously pleased to take off your clothes, said the impostors, so that we may put on the new ones, along here before the great mirror? The emperor took off all his clothes, and the impostors pretended to give him one article of dress after the other of the new ones which they had pretended to make. They pretended to fasten something around his waist and to tie on something. This was the train, and the emperor turned round and round in front of the mirror. Oh, how well his majesty looks in the new clothes! How becoming they are! cried all the people around him, not wanting to admit that they could not see any clothing. Oh, what a design, and what colors! They are most gorgeous robes! The canopy is waiting outside, which is to be carried over your majesty in the procession, said the master of the ceremonies. Well, I am quite ready, said the emperor. Don't the clothes fit well? And then he turned round again in front of the mirror, so that he should seem to be looking at his grand outfit. The chamberlains who were to carry the emperor's train didn't know what to do, so they stooped and pretended to lift it from the ground with both hands, and they walked along with their hands in the air. They dared not let it appear that they could not see anything. After all, they didn't want to lose their posts. Then the emperor walked along in the procession under the gorgeous canopy, and everybody in the streets and at the windows nervously exclaimed, uh, How beautiful the emperor's new clothes are! Uh, what a splendid train, and they fit to perfection! Nobody would admit that they could see nothing, for then they would not be fit for their post. They'd lose their job and be declared a fool. It took a child to speak the truth at last. As the emperor passed her in the street procession, a little girl said, But he has nothing on. Oh, listen to the innocent, said the girl's father. All the adults are behaving ridiculously, saying that we see something that isn't there because we're afraid to lose our posts. My child is right. And then one person in the crowd whispered to the other what the child had said. He has nothing on. A child says the emperor has nothing on at all. You have nothing on, at last cried all the people, finally laughing at the absurdity of it all. The emperor writhed, for he knew it was true. But he thought, oh, the procession must go on now. So he held himself stiffer than ever, and the chamberlains held up the invisible train as he proceeded upset through the town. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the Rainbow Tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. And if you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. 
It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.